No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that Moses gives more details about the blessings and curses Israel would receive depending upon their obedience or disobedience to God. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 28 on Simply the Bible. If is a little word that carries a big impact. The future of a nation pivoted on an if. If they obeyed the Lord, then great blessings would come and they would be above all nations. But if they disobeyed the Lord and continued to disobey him, then unspeakable horrors would come upon them until they would finally perish from the land. We pick it up in Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. God's intention was always to bless his people, but it was conditional upon them obeying his voice and keeping his commandments. If they would do this, then blessings would overtake them. Imagine having blessing running after you so that you can't outrun it. This speaks not merely of natural consequences, but of God's active intervention. Moses lists four beatitudes or blessings they would receive. The Hebrew word for blessed, when applied to people, denotes a state of happiness. Verse 3, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Happiness is being content whether you live in the city or the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Happiness is the fruit of your body, giving you grandchildren who bring you joy. And happiness is a bumper crop and a freezer full of meat. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Happiness is having plenty of fresh baked bread. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Happiness is when you kiss your wife before going to work, and she comes outside to greet you when you come home. Verse 7. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. They were going into the promised land where they would fight seven nations. There would be no greater blessing than for Israel to defeat them all, and they would all run away. Verse 8, The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. They would have such abundant crops that they would fill their storehouses. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all peoples of the earth 
shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. The great advantage of God's holy law given to Israel was that it would make them his holy people, and the other nations would fear them. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. Israel would prosper in every way. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. God would give them sufficient rain at the right times so they wouldn't have to worry about irrigation, drought, or famine. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. They would be the wealthiest of nations, lending to many but borrowing from none, if they would keep the Lord's commandments. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. The law was their light to guide them in the way of truth and blessing, and they dare not turn away from it to follow their own way. Verse 15, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. As blessings would come from their obedience, so curses would come from their disobedience. Often we like to claim God's promises of blessings, but not as promises of curses. We must remember that God is faithful to do both. If they disobeyed God, then curses would pursue and overtake them. And this speaks not merely of natural consequences, but of God's active intervention to bring curses upon his people. Moses gives four curses that are exact opposites from the four Beatitudes mentioned earlier. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. These curses were only the beginning, for there are three times as many curses in this chapter than blessings. Why is that? We will see that the curses described Israel's history in advance. Every curse Moses mentioned would come to pass. Their future history would contain many more failures than successes. Verse 20, The Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. God would send his prophets to warn and rebuke them, but they would not listen and instead would stone the prophets. It's easy for us to condemn Israel for their idolatry and the wickedness of their doings. But what about the wickedness of our doings in our country? 
Over 58 million abortions have occurred since Roe versus Wade. That's one for every six Americans living today. The United States hosts 60% of all pornography websites. That figure translates to 428 million web pages. Our Supreme Court has forsaken God's institution of marriage that has existed from the beginning and redefined it to include men married to men and women married to women. In our public schools, we have taught our children not that we are the creation of God with purpose and meaning, but that we are the product of billions of years of random, fortuitous circumstances, a cosmological accident. Removing God as the ultimate designer and ultimate authority, we then wonder why our students have no respect for authority. As with ancient Israel, we are living in confusing times where people call evil good and good evil. Verse 21, The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. Consumption is a wasting disease such as tuberculosis. Scorching probably referred to blistering sun and hot desert winds. All these plagues would come upon them until they ultimately perished from the land. And your heavens, which are over your head, shall be bronze, and the earth, which is under you, shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. Severe drought would bring severe famine. Verse 25, the Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And no one shall frighten them away. These four curses of war, death, famine, and plague are what we also see in Revelation with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. And you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. The law of God would have brought them soundness of mind and would have been a lamp to their feet and a light to their path. But because they turned away from it, they could only expect madness and blindness. They would grope for solutions to their problems, but find none. Now, as bad as these curses are, the worst of them is yet to come. We're less than halfway through Deuteronomy chapter 28. And frankly, I find this chapter very difficult to teach. I hate talking about God's curses against the disobedient. I would much rather talk about his blessings to the faithful. But God, through Moses, devoted three times as much space to the curses as to the blessings. Likewise, Jesus spent 
more time talking about hell than about heaven. Why is that? Because he knows the tendency of people to dismiss these things and to be self-deceived in their own self-righteousness. He sternly warns us so that we will repent and believe in him. Otherwise, we will perish in our sins. We must remember that the same God who promises blessings to the faithful promises curses to the unfaithful, and it is impossible for him to lie. That is why we must all flee to the rock who is higher than us and to the grace available through faith in Jesus Christ to save us from our sins. Jesus became accursed for us so that we could receive the heavenly blessings of God. And we will be saved if we believe in him. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you tell us the true state of things. Lord, help us call good good and evil evil and help us to do what you have said in your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. May we walk in the light of it. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see that if Israel stubbornly refused to obey God, then he would bring horrendous curses upon them until they would be destroyed. It's a stern warning about the terrible cost of disobedience. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.